The following program contains graphic material, including offensive language. Viewer discretion is advised. Wait a minute. Do you still think politics is boring? Well, not when you can say fun words like cacus. Yes, it's fun words like cacus and more. With the intellectual, intersexual, and intersectional. Nicole Sandler on NicoleSandler.com. Split the USA with a series of seditious tweets she sent on President's Day. Full of the racist funk she keeps spewing out every time she opens her mouth. But this type of thing didn't work out so great last time for the South. D-I-V-O-R-C She says we ought to do Poor things just too dumb to know Her state's actually blue The red states would regret it If they left us by and by Cause they sure need us blue states for our M-O-N-E-Y. Oh, yeah. She put prayer back in the schools and banned trans girls and boys. And she strangely fixated on how stores would sell sex toys. Oh, no. She claims irreconcilable differences, which her ex-husband claimed as well. Or maybe it's cause secedes a word she don't know how to spell. <laughs> she wants a D-I-V-O-R-C-E between blue states and red. Or maybe she just wants to sleep with other countries instead. Oh, yeah. She started this session claiming she's returned to normalcy. But this latest stunt confirms that she's full of S-H-I-T. She wants a D-I-V-O-R-C With which Fox News agrees Although Mitt Romney and Liz Cheney both said Oh girl, please No word of rebuke from her colleagues in the house As yet it's true But everyone I talk to hopes that she'll STFU. Lauren Mayer, everybody. Wait, yeah. don't stop the video. Okay. Just one more quick okay. thing. I promise okay. I'll be fast. Okay. If you enjoy these weekly videos, I hope you'll consider supporting them so I can keep them going. You can do that for as little as $2 a month, and you get fun rewards. Check out my Patreon link and other support options in the description below, and I promise I'll keep helping you laugh at news that might otherwise make you cry. Thanks. That is Lauren Mayer, and she just rocks. <laughs>
great way to start off the show on this, uh, what day is today? Uh, Thursday, it's Thursday because it's Howie Klein Day. So, uh, <laughs> Lauren Mayer, thank goodness for Lauren Mayer because there are some days it's really hard to laugh. You know, I'm in Florida. Florida. And we had another shooting here yesterday. It was actually a few shootings. Do you hear about this one? So some kid goes out and shoots somebody. I don't really know the backstory there. But then a couple hours later, he comes back. And there's a reporter. There's press on the scene because there was a shooting outside of Orlando. So the shooter comes back, shoots into the news vehicle, wounding somebody and killing a reporter and then goes to a house, I guess, and shoots and kills a nine-year-old little girl and shoots her mother. The, 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 the news, uh, the, I don't know, it was a cameraman or a staffer and the mother were taken to the hospital. The the nine-year-old girl and the reporter are dead. And what are Republicans in Florida doing? Nothing. Nothing. They're, you know, they're still talking about what they call, quote, constitutional carry. Because more on death sentence, the so-called governor here in the state of Florida, wants to institute, um, wants to make it possible for some 17-year-old kid like this one, the shooter, to get a gun and carry it around with him wherever he goes and not have to get licensed or trained or anything to do so? You know, I talk about opposite world all the time. This is opposite world. And when I hear that death sentences, polls are through the roof, well, we're even more deeper down the rabbit hole into opposite world. Everything you thought you knew, you never knew at all. Sideways is straight ahead. Facts no longer matter. Reality is now fiction. There's a signpost up ahead. Your next stop, Opposite World. Oh, and we are there, I'll tell you. And today, so so let me uh, give you a little heads up. March 20th is the day I have to have eye surgery again. Didn't we just go through this a few months ago? So here's here's the deal. Sorry, a little personal point of privilege here. Um, back in October... I told you I had this macular, not macular, a retinal, uh, I forget, I even forget what it was called. But there's a thing when you get old, like me, um, shit happens to your eyes. And so on my right eye, the the gel, the membrane that covers the retina got pinched up. I'm, I'm using the non-technical term here. But so they have to do surgery to remove that or you could, it could deteriorate to a retinal hole or blindness or whatever. So I I was rushed basically into surgery and had that fixed. And whoops. And the doctor told me that unfortunately what's going to happen is when when this once this heals it's going to exacerbate the 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 very small cataracts I had there and he said you're going to need cataract surgery. Well, it 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 went warp speed. So my right eye is worse now than it was before I got the first surgery. Let me let me change that. My vision in my right eye is worse now than it was before I had the first surgery. Apparently, um, holistically, it's not. 
But if I want to see out of my right eye again, uh, I have to have the surgery. So March 20th is the date. Yeah, it's a Monday. So good chance I'll be off that week. You know, right? It, it's nothing else important is going on. It's not like I'm packing up my house so I can move out of the state of Florida. Oh, wait. I am. Um, but anyway, March 20th, and uh, we can still get out of here sometime in April, I guess. But, you know, it's always it's always something. If it's not one thing, it's another. So today, I, um, I hear there's a murder trial going on, and it's the Murdoch family. I'm like, the Murdoch family? Did Rupert finally break and kill somebody? No, it's some guy, uh, Alex Murdoch, or, who killed, and, and I guess this was a, a political family from South Carolina who's been, you know, uh, lording over the, the, the little people of South Carolina for generations. And this guy is accused of murdering his wife and son. Okay, so that's something that should be on like court TV or you know, wherever true crime channels and podcasts can cover this, right? Is there, so, so this morning I had an appointment at 845 this morning, all the way up in Delray beach, which meant I had to leave here before eight. (laughs) That that was, that was tricky. Um, And then it's, this doctor's office is always horribly slow. And, And so I'm up there. And they dilated my eyes and I had to wear the thick, you know, dark glasses to drive home. And it's never fun. And I was uncomfortable and late to do my what's news and all that. And I and I and I put on the, um, you know, uh, I'm listening on the XM to the news to see, well, what happened in the few hours that I'm sitting in this ophthalmologist's office. And this Murdoch thing is uh, there's a murder trial being broadcast on both CNN and MSNBC. Now, I know MSNBC doesn't call themselves the place for politics anymore, but really, isn't that what they are? Why are they running this murder trial? I just don't understand it. But it reminds me of, you know, I don't watch reality television either, but I, there are times you know, I fall asleep with the TV on at night. So sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night to some god awful show playing on the television, and that's how I found this Chrisley something. The the, the Chrisley there was a reality show about this family, the Chrisley family, and the only thing I could find about them of any interest was that they were obscenely wealthy, right? So great, a reality. Get it? The 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 accused murderer took the stand. And I guess that was unexpected. And so people are watching it. But really, all day long, it's not like, well, you know, I guess it's a slow news day. Nothing's happening, right? It's not like the president just returned from a trip to a war zone. First time a U.S. president ever went to a war zone where we don't have troops on the ground. Um, It's not like... um, you know, there was a woman who was the jury, it was the grand jury four person who went out ahead, uh, you know, and, and did this little weirdo media tour yesterday or anything. I mean, there's not, it's not like there's all this news happening that should be covered. Oh, wait. What the hell? I, ju- you know, so I, I'm, I, I don't, I didn't have in the car, I, I wound up just listening to music, which is always good for my, you know, my, my psyche, 
because there are times I have to turn off the news. But I just don't understand the 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 reasoning behind listening, watching this murder trial. If someone can explain it to me, isn't that what you know, only murders in the building, true crime podcasts are about. Isn't there court TV? Now, I know CNN had HLN, which sort Nancy Grace, which went in that direction some years ago. But I think they stopped. I, I, I don't I, I don't know anymore. I, I'm so confused. But anyway, that's what's happening. There was there was actually some news today. Um, a couple of things happened. Did you hear? Do you remember Peter Strzok and Lisa Page? The um, uh, the the FBI agents, former FBI agents who um, got caught up in a scandal because their private texts to one another uh, were were released by, you know, the former guy's administration. Well, here's the headline from today. Peter Strzok, a former senior FBI agent, was fired after his politically charged anti-Trump text messages with then-FBI lawyer Lisa Page emerged. Strzok and Page, who resigned, sued, claiming they were illegally targeted by the Trump administration for retribution because of the investigation into Russia's election interference. Well, now they're suing. And today came the ruling that Donald Trump can be deposed in the lawsuits filed by Peter Strzok and Lisa Page claiming they were targeted for retribution. You see, that's the trial I want to see. I want to see Donald Trump being deposed. I want to see him on the world stage. I want to see him being questioned by his accusers. And that includes not only Strzok and Page, but uh, E. Jean Carroll and Stormy Daniels. And you know what? Me, the American people, I want us to be able to question this man and ask him, what the fuck are you thinking? So he goes out to East Palestine yesterday, the site of the, you know, the train derailment where those poor people are being poisoned by the air and the water because this railroad was allowed to get away with murder. Hopefully they won't be. But again, he was asked in his little press uh, uh, veil there um, about overturning the regulations. No, during the Obama administration, they had passed a rule that said any train carrying this hazardous gases or materials needs to have this, and and the pneumatic braking system, don't ask me the technical terms because I don't have it in front of me. I'm just speaking to you off the cuff here. Go figure. I'm doing it without a teleprompter. But um, Donald Trump came into office and he's like, we're going to get rid of regulations because he, he thinks that's a good thing. So they got rid of these regulations. The the rule that would have made them put these brakes that would allow each individual car to stop when they when they overheat or when they go too fast or when they're approaching a derailment that was pushed away and just done away with. And Donald Trump said, I had nothing to do with that. Well, you know the technical term for that, right? Bullshit. It's bullshit because the man fucking lies, lies about every goddamn thing he says. So, you know, um, 
I'd love to to see him under oath answering questions, but I want him to wear either get a shot of sodium pentothal before he goes under oath or otherwise be attached to some kind of a lie detector that I don't think really exists right now. But we need to be able to fact check him in real time. We need to be able to point and say, lie, that's a lie. That's a lie. Yeah, Obama did it. So Trump had to get rid of it. And, And he's lying about it. But the fact that he went out there, oh, give me a break. And then they're bitching. They're bitching about the fact that Joe Biden went to Ukraine on President's Day and didn't go to East Palestine, Ohio. (laughs) Come on. Uh, You know what? Come on, man. Come on, man. What do you expect him to do there? Say, wow, this really sucks. I'm not drinking that water. You know, I I just don't get them. But you have to understand where these people are coming from. And when I say these people, I'm saying it like that for a reason. David, my husband, showed me a video last night that I can't get out of my mind. It was tweeted by Rachel Bittacoffer. She retweeted this post that somebody made um, with this video that is just horrific. Um, I'm going to play it for you, but I, uh, but I, you know, and I don't often do this, but I'm going to, I'm going to give you a warning. This is offensive. You know, I, I play the disclaimer at the beginning of the show, you know, this. The following program contains graphic material, including offensive language. Your discretion is advised. Okay, well, strap in, because this is more offensive than any four-letter word or anything else I can um, point to. This was in Orlando, Florida, just outside of Orlando, Florida, just days ago. Um, It was outside of a Chabad. Chabad is a temple. It's for Orthodox Jews. It's for usually Hasidic Jews, which, you know, I'm Jewish, but I'm not that. But, you know, there are all different, um, uh, you know, there are different uh, um, levels of of jewelry, I suppose. Uh, You know, I'm a bad Jew. I'm, I'm 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 an atheist Jew. But by heritage, I'm Jewish. And when somebody does shit like you're about to see, um... I, you know, I get worried. I get worried because I'm seeing fascism on the rise. I'm seeing, um, I, I don't want to call them, I don't want to call them people because that, that ascribes human qualities to these, uh, I was going to say Neanderthals, but that gives them too much credit too. They're not. They're not any of those things. These are the dregs of society. These are the worst of the worst. And I can't call them humans. I can just call them, um, you know, look, you know me. I'm not afraid to use language. Um, I'm afraid to say what I think about these people. But you know what? I'm going to play you this video. It runs just over two minutes. You're going to get sickened by this. I am warning you. Now, there's no physical violence here at all. Just some of the ugliest, most disgusting, most vile people on the planet. 
They're standing outside of a Chabad, a temple, in Orlando, and they are accosting people as they leave the Chabad. All right, just um, be forewarned. Oh, my God. Leave our country. Go back to Israel. You know where you bomb Palestinian kids? Where we fund you stupid fucking Jews? $8 billion a year? You look like a horse. You look like a Jewish horse. Look at the horse face on this Jew. Oh, my God. Horse face Jew. Horse face Jew. Bad genetics. Day sex. You've been kicked out of 109 nations over 1,030 fucking times. You think you'd figure it out by now? Oh, Jew. Look at this. Watch this. Holy shit. You're just trying to run us over, you filthy Jew. Don't touch his car. This filthy Jew. Don't touch his car. Hey, you filthy Jew piece of shit. We see you. You seeing this? Hey, you got foreskin in your face. Hey, get him on camera. Get him on camera. Back up, back up, back up, back up, back up. Back up. He's getting neurotic. Look at this Jewish neurotic rabbi trying to run us over. Oh my god. Whoa, camera! License plate! Now, in a moment, you're going to see. You're going to see Orange County sheriffs. Look, police right there. What do they do about it? Not a damn thing. They ran away. I'm reporting your crime, you piece of shit. Cops work straight for the fucking Jews. I was going to report that Jew trying to run us over. And look what these cops do. Fucking Jew! Look at This is going on on the streets of Orlando. Wait, this is the one that tried to run us now. over. Watch out, watch out. Come on. This, this is the one hey, that dude. tried to run us over. Hey, fuck you. You tried top. to run us over. Get off the top. Move back. Move back. What's up? You're not allowed to be on the grass. Move back. No, you tried to run us over. Move back. He's just move telling back. him to get no, off back. the grass. Get off the property. That's all they can do. The police did nothing. Why'd you try to run us over? Move Why'd back, you try to back, run us over? Back. What's your name? What's your Jewish badge number? Oh my God! We got your license plate. What are you, the kike police? Heil Hitler, you fucking kikes! Heil Hitler! Heil Hitler, Jew! I, I I don't know what you say to that. This piece of shit, this guy, and I have his name, but uh, you know what? I, I'm not going to give him publicity. That human excrement left California. I guess he was doing this shit in California. And then he moved his operation here to Florida in December. The police do nothing about it. You saw those two sheriff's cars drove on by and did nothing because of these pieces of craps, uh, free speech rights. Now, there's got to be a line somewhere. There's got to be a line somewhere. How they're allowed to do this, I do not know. But if you, what police department, it was the Orange County Sheriff's Department. Orange County is the Orlando area, Florida. And it were, there were two sheriff's vehicles you can see in that video. And they just drove by, did nothing. Orange County, Florida Sheriff's Department, Go. This shit is happening. They're doing this every day. Oh, there's more. I've got, you know, there's articles about it. Um, of course, I, 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 I 
seem to have closed them. But, I, you know, I'll find some and I'll, I'll share them with you on the blog. This is, this is reprehensible. And for those who are doubting that the, the level of anti-Semitism in this country has been exploding, that's all you need to see. Because that's happening. They are, and this isn't all they're doing. They're distributing anti-Semitic literature. They're 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 um, um, they're destroying property. They're harassing people, and not only adults. They're doing this to children, children, children going into that Chabad. They're harassing in the same manner, and police are doing nothing. I get that we have a right, we have a freedom of speech in this country, but you're not allowed to yell fire in a crowded theater. There are certain things you are not allowed to do. That should be one of them. You can't harass people based on their religion or their gender or their sexuality. But they get away with it. And here in Florida, what has Ron DeSantis done about it? Not a goddamn thing. Because these are his people. And you wondering why I'm leaving Florida? I'm getting the fuck out of here. Because it is not safe. I don't know that it's any safer in Arizona, but at least they didn't elect the fascists. So, yeah. So that's that's where I am. That's why I turn on General Hospital. To escape the reality of the shit we're living through. That's why I'm so passionate about electing the best people we can possibly elect. Because honestly, the Republican Party of today, of 2023 in America, they stand by while this shit happens. Yes, these are the same ones uh, that claim yeah, Jews run the world. It's a, I, I can't even remember. He's got an organization. It's like Goyim Unite or something like that. It is sickening. Um, Simon Burtz, we need to see this in the tourist areas. That's Orlando. There's no greater tourist area in Florida than Orlando. You said Miami Beach? Yeah, Miami Beach is, you know, is not the tourist mecca that it used to be. Orlando is, and that's where that's happening. You tell me how to fix this. But let's see the murder trial of some rich guy from South Carolina, because that's important enough to spend 10 hours today on. And yet I haven't seen this story reported anywhere. While you're calling the Orange County, Florida Sheriff's Department, call MSNBC, call CNN and ask them why they're not on this story. Please, because I want to know. All right. See, after that, I need a dirty Debbie and not just any dirty Debbie. I think today it's got to be a triple. All right. Bring it on. Are you a multinational corporation hungry for a treat? Well, come on down to Schmucky Chuckies, where you'll personally be seated by Chuck Schumer himself. So many dishes, and they're all fresh. You're going to love our Blue Dog special, the Dino Burger, because we say so. A good hamburger and french fries. And every burger comes with a side order of grits. I love grits. I love anything with corn. It's corn. All for only $50,000. Wash it all down with a dirty Debbie. Nine-tenths water, one-tenth orange juice. After a week or two, you drink this, it's 200 calories and it's acetic. 
and wipe your mouth with a tissue print of Glass-Steagall. For dessert, try our DNC tarts. Little cookies, tell the quality of that. Most restaurants give you a mint, but at Schmucky Chuckies, you get complimentary. Sweet and low. Who picks up the tab for all this? Find out now with Howie Klein of DownWithTyranny.com on The Nicole Sandler Show. Hello, Howie Klein. Hi, Nicole. How you doing? I'm good, thank you. And good. You? I, I'm I'm okay. I just I got myself all riled up because I just played a video. I don't know if you've seen it yet. It was recorded down here, of course. Where else? In Florida, just a few days ago, actually in Orlando, in the Orlando area. And there's a bunch of Nazis, American Nazis, who are going. Oh, I did, all right, the the, the uh, anti-Semitic ones. Yes. So I just oh, played yeah. that video, wondering why MSNBC and CNN and other so-called news outlets have spent all day running some murder trial that I guess is important to the people who were murdered. But this shit is happening, and they ha- that's not important enough news to cover, but they can spend eight hours broadcasting a murder trial? I, I, I don't get it. I just don't get it. You don't get it. I don't watch it. <laughs> Nor do I. No, but I was driving home this morning from a doctor's appointment. This is the eye doctor again. And... I'm trying to listen to the news on the way home, and I hear this murder trial. It's like, who are these people? The Murdochs? Unless it's Rupert Murdoch, I don't want to hear it. I bet you'd want to hear it if it was Trump or any Trump. I would, but not this family. I mean, they sound like a fucked up family from South Carolina. And good, I'm glad, you know, they're being held to account, I hope, for the crimes they've committed. Although, what I understand is it's just this one guy who's accused of murdering his wife and son. But the family has been corrupt for generations while they allegedly were working for, you know, the the public. They They were the solicitors of the county or what, whatever. I don't know, but I'm sorry. There's, there's shit happening in the world that really should be covered. And this is one murder trial. I guess it's because they were white. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. You volunteer to go work there. <laughs> work where? CNN. Um, yeah, no, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. So, Howie Klein, um, I just, I had to get that out there. I had to say my piece, and I did. And now I want to, you know, what I said is this is why we need to elect really good people to office. Because today's Republican Party, they're sitting back and doing nothing about this crap that's going on in our backyards. Governor Ron DeSantis hasn't said or done a thing about these anti-Semites who are harassing people. As they're leaving Temple. It's disgusting. I know. So, um, but so you, of course, Howie Klein at DownWithTyranny.com and at the Blue America Pack are finding the best candidates to support so we can start getting people in office who don't do this kind of shit, who don't stand for this kind of nonsense. And um, so today you have uh, uh, somebody to introduce to us and she's standing by, I believe. I do, I do. So I, I just want to say something, uh, because not everybody understands this. Although the elections are, in, in general, for Congress, for example, and in most states, are next year, in two states, they're this year. The, the uh, general election for the legislature this year, and that is uh, Virginia and New Jersey. And in New Jersey, we haven't found any candidates yet, but we have found some really, really amazing, excellent candidates 
in um, in Virginia. And one of them, I would say one of the best of them, is, is going to join us today, I'm hoping. And yes. that's uh, Jessica Anderson. Do, do you do you have yeah, Jessica um, there? Now, I know she's there. She's she's on the Zoom, but I don't have her video yet. So, Jessica, if you can hear us, um, turn on your camera and, and I can bring you in. Um, but before, as, I guarantee you she's not uh, video shy. She's making oh. videos so like several a day. She's amazing. I know. I saw Absolutely a few amazing. of them. She's and her self and her, her platform out there for everyone to see. She is. And actually, she came in early. I, 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 I thought I was clear that, that you come on at 530, but maybe I wasn't. And, and I'm afraid she she might have been a little <laughs> dismayed by my my, you know, my first half hour rant because I, I, I went there. Um, but she's here. So let's welcome Jessica Anderson to the show. Hey, Jessica, it's so nice to meet you. Thank Hi. you for joining us. I'm sorry if Hi. I if I was a bit off-putting there. I, I no. get passionate sometimes. Not at all. Not at all. I can be a bit off-putting, so you're good. Okay. And, <laughs> and the language, you know, I, I, I have a potty mouth, so, it's, you know, it's the way I express myself. So anyway, welcome to the show, Jessica Anderson. Now, before, now you're running for the House of Delegates. That's like the state assembly in Virginia. But Howie, didn't yesterday we make history with the first African-American member of Congress from Virginia who won the seat in the yeah. special election to replace the Democratic congressman whose name escapes me, who died right around in November? And he was African-American, too. But I believe she's the first woman, uh, woman African-American woman who's going to be representing yes. Virginia in Congress. Right. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Um, so th- that'll be your next election, Jessica. First, you got to get into the House of Delegates, right? Uh, That's so, the hope. That's so, the hope. So Jessica's got a few pieces that, that you wrote up at downwithtyranny.com that I encourage everyone to read because you've got a, you've got a great story there. You haven't, you're not a lifelong Democrat by any means, are you? No. Um, and it was funny because I got in kind of a conversation with, um, I think, one of, Howie's regular readers. And it's interesting because I think he had this mindset, like people can't change. And I said, part of me feels like um, I didn't change. I think this was kind of who I was growing up. This is who I was as a young adult. I mean, I was a uh, swearing, smoking, uh, you know, didn't give a shit about anything, teenager, young adult. And then I kind of fell into this Christian conservative family, married married into it. And it was kind of my new normal for 13 years. Um, and I've told Howie this and I kind of, you know, I brought it up briefly in some of the writings, but I've always been pro-choice. Um, I've been very open about my own abortion that I had at age 18. And that was one thing that I could never get on board with, with this conservative mindset of the church, because I feel like they don't understand how much nuance there is when it comes to those decisions and those choices that, you know, we face as women and uterus owners. And, um, yeah, I just, I can't get on board with that aspect of it, but I got on board with a lot of other things. And when I did vote, which was not all the time, it was favoring this Republican viewpoint. So even then I was voting against my own interests based on the fact that I was very much adamantly pro-choice still. Right. So, so you go ahead, Howie, I'm sorry. I was just going to say it's important for people to understand that um, Jessica didn't just become a just a Democrat, like a you know one of them. She became a Berniecrat. A Berniecrat. <laughs> her policies now are extremely progressive, and they're just right up the alley of the kind of people who listen to your show. Yes, well, very much so. So you're at home here. You're you're among friends. <laughs> but so you, when you were younger, 
um, you, it sounds like you were kind of a free spirit, but then you met a guy yeah. and you got sucked into yeah. his world and his world was Christian conservative, uh, what I call craziness. Yeah. And yeah. so you, and it wasn't even his world. It was his family's world. And I, and, and, you know, when I look back now, I think he chose me because I think he hoped that I would pull him away from that life. Uh-huh. Um, and in actuality, I got sucked in and he just got further and further away. So he's, He's never been a very um, dedicated Christian, um, and that was proven in our marriage, unfortunately. But uh, that's a whole other podcast. But um, but anyways, yeah, so needless to say, um, when I left, it, it wasn't like he had this revelation and, and rejoined the church and was, you know, they lost me, you know, which was in essence the biggest the biggest issue. And uh, yeah, it was it was a, it was a tough it was a tough couple of years. You know, when I'm seeing what the church is doing now, and I've never been religious one way or the other, as you heard, I was raised in a Jewish family, but we didn't have religion. We're a very secular household. Um, But it's the traditions. And, you know, I'm highly offended by people, well, animals like what we saw in that video. Um, Mm -hmm. That makes me stand up loudly and proudly declaring my Judaism uh, because of people like that. But so the, but the church is really, it, it's confounding to me because they preach, you know, the teachings of Jesus, right? Yet they don't follow what he taught. They, they go completely against yeah. his teachings. They use his name and his likeness, but do they believe in, in what he, what he preached? Well, it depends so what you mean by it, they, yeah, I, I you keep saying so. they, uh, do you, so yes, some some do. Some, some people do. do believe in in Jesus's message, and others to to them it's just like a you know it's just a book. They 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 don't they don't buy in. Right. <clears throat> but, but Jessica probably has a, a deeper understanding of that than than I do, since she lived among those folks. Right. And and when I say they, I'm talking about the evangelicals, the ones who yeah. who who are politicizing from the pulpit, who are doing exactly what you're not supposed to do. And yet when we say, hey, Constitution, separation, church and state say there's no such provision in the Constitution. They just <laughs> deny reality. But that's also my view of religion. It's a denial yeah. of reality. Well, and, reality. and so I say from my perspective, um, I didn't see this political from the pulpit thing that we're seeing in so much just everywhere now I was in Southern Baptist. So I was like hardcore, hardcore Christian. Like um, there was so many rules about even my wedding at the time that I ended up having to get married. I had to cancel it with my church three months before it happened because of the fact that I wasn't going to change everything else about my wedding to appease them. That's how kind of serious it was. Um, But I didn't see this. And and maybe it was because again, I was kind of semi apolitical and kind of going with the flow of the people around me and not really being that in tune for what they were saying, but I never saw politics until I became more political. And then I started to kind of recognize some things. One of the first things that I really um, started to turn away from the church that had nothing to do with politics, but had everything to do with, I think kind of this feminist view that I grew up having as a very, you know, I grew up with a single mom for many years. She was very dominant. She was, she raised me to like not need to depend on other people. Like she great raised me with that mindset. So one of the first things that struck me angrily was watching um, not one, not two, but three young teenage girls being forced to get in front of the church, like having a scarlet letter on their chest and apologize for getting pregnant, 
Yep. Beg for the church's forgiveness and then ask for the, ch- the church to help them raise their children in Christ that they've agreed to, you know, continue the pregnancy with. And I'm sitting here like, where are the boys? Yeah. Right. Why are we it takes two to tango, shaming, right? <laughs> right. Why are we publicly shaming these young women who, you know, are doing a natural act? Like, let's be, let's call a spade a spade. And, and like, and, and being publicly shamed because of, you know, the act led to something probably because of the toxic purity culture and the inability of their parents to have real conversations about the reality of sex because they're told in church, abstinence, 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 while realizing that's, we all know that's bullshit. Like, right. we need sex education. We need people to be having these real conversations in school, at home, everywhere. And, um, you know, that's another platform right now. You, you look at the state of Texas, it's illegal to teach anything but abstinence in their public education system. <sighs> It's illegal. Wow. Like, you know, and they're not the only ones. There was other Southern states, you know, then you look at Florida that wants to ban everything from sex ed to just the acknowledgement of different families to, you know, books and black history. And yep. so this is systematic to create these, these little cult mentalities and to dumb down America, really, I mean, they want to eliminate critical thinking in our oh, public education system. Oh, yeah. So, um, uh, by the way, Jessica, I got to call out uh, Joby in the chat room, who apparently is a follower of yours on TikTok. And it says okay. she trolls maggots on TikTok. So you've embraced TikTok. You've embraced social media to get your message out. And and that's what you do. Like Howie was saying, oh, I know she's not shy. She just does videos. So this is yeah. this is your media strategy. And it's a way to get out there and talk to young people, especially on oh, TikTok. Yes. yes. And they need I to be brought I'm, into the fold. Yeah. I think it's nice because I'm, I'm 41. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm literally was born in 1981. I'm on the cusp of like the millennial Gen Xer kind of um, time frame. And so I've always been considered an old soul. My husband's 12 years older than me and we kind of like share the same brain. Um, but it, I also have the ability to connect to these Gen Zers. You know, I have a Gen Zer. She's in college, a freshman in college. Um, so I have this gap that I feel like I can close. And that's something that I really in addition to be able to communicate to people across the table because I was one, I also find I have the ability to bridge these gaps between kind of these generational gaps that we see that people that even in my community, I have a lot of older Dems. We have a lot of 60, 70, 80 year old Dems and I love them. I mean, they're amazing, but they also struggle sometimes to understand that times have changed and we need to look at things through different lens. Right. And I, I was literally in a um, monthly historic triangle Dems, which is our local Dems here in Williamsburg. But I was in their Zoom meeting and we had a older generation trans woman who is a doctor who grew up in the community, um, who grew up in a time where when she wanted to cross dress, she didn't understand where that need and that want and that desire was coming from. And there was nothing around her to confirm and help her understand those feelings she was dealing with. Now we fast forward to here. And while we have more understanding and acceptance, we also have legislative people that are trying to condemn that same community with literal bills. But I was, it was interesting because even though this woman is in her seventies and trans and trying to like tell her story, she still started to kind of condemn um, trans women in sports. Oh, And there was a, and there was actually a young trans woman in the chat who was in her twenties. And here I am again, I'm in this middle point. And you could, I could see the look on her face as this conversation started to shift. And I literally like turned my thing on and I'm like, I, 
I want to like try to close the little generational gap here because they were like kind of, you know, battling. And, and, and the older woman had brought up um, Leah Thomas. Mm-hmm. And I said, we need to, we need to stop and, and pause for a minute because when you make these comments, you are feeding into this right wing narrative that people are transitioning to another sex to play sports. People are not transitioning to another sex to play sports. They are another sex and they are simply trying to participate in an activity that they love, they enjoy, and they want to feel a part of something of the people they see as peers. Mm -hmm. And then I even explained how my, I was very fortunate. My oldest daughter, she played, um, she was a runner all, all through, you know, high school. And she had a transgender young lady on her cross country team, middle of the pack runner, you know, nothing like to write home about, but she wanted to be on the team so that she had other young ladies that she felt were her peers that she could connect with, that she could associate with, that she could participate in activity that she did enjoy. She wasn't the best of the best at, but she liked it. And like I said, that's what we need to understand. There's no dominance in women's sports and the regulations around women's sports. When we get into Olympic and professional are so high that most trans women can't compete anyways. Um, So I just feel like, you know, it's this thing that we have to change the way people think across the board in Um, you know, even on the left, I mean, we see this sphere, you know, there's, you got your lukewarm Dems, you got your moderate Dems, you got your more progressive Dems and you got your like extreme, you know, I want, I want communism, you know, there's, there's this, there's this huge or socialism, full blown set, you know, there's this huge range of, of, of Dems and, uh, you have to like figure out where they are and, um, and try to bridge a gap. And I think that we need more of that on the left, honestly. Uh, well, it sounds like you're the right person to do it. So, how, <laughs> Howie, how do you find about out about somebody like Jessica Anderson? How did you meet? Um, I, if I remember correctly, um, a, a friend of mine who's very active in Virginia politics uh, yes. turned me on to Jessica. So his father wa- was the first African-American to uh, be elected to the state legislature since Reconstruction, wow. Fergie yeah. Reed. And Fergie's still alive, uh, by the way. Still alive, well. by the and way. His, his son, <laughs> Fergie Reed Jr., is the one who introduced me to Jessica. Is that correct, Jessica? Yes, yes. And and his dad is still alive to this day. I believe he's 101. Wow. Um, huh? I got to talk to him on the phone. Yeah, his dad lives here in L.A. And, and I know him. And you know, we've gone out to dinner. He's he's great, and he's his mind is sharp. And uh, you know, it's interesting hearing the stories about when he, when he was first running himself, and and. Then when he tried to organize uh, to make it possible for uh, progressives to, to win in uh, Virginia. Great. Um, Jessica, in, in the, you have a couple of videos. You wrote a, a few pieces for downwithtyranny.com. And in one of the videos, I think, I remember hearing you tell the story. You, you mentioned you have three daughters. One is a, in, in college. But you tell the story about one of them um, came out as bisexual after you finally left the church did you realize that they were have that the church was having a a, 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 an effect on at least one of your daughters where they didn't feel like they could be open and honest with who they were? Um, I, I didn't see it. Um, and, and so it, I think it took, um, a combination of, I went through a divorce. Um, so that was in 2014 and she was 12 at the time and she was having some questioning, I think around between 11 and 13, basically. Um, that was kind of that time frame that it, she was, realizing that she had an attraction, but she didn't really know how to define it. And of course she's sitting in a pew every week telling her that it's absolutely unacceptable. So you have to kind of take that. But um, no, she, we, we, we left that church, the Southern Baptist church, went to a non-denominational church that 
while gave the impression it was a little more accepting from the pulpit and in the, in the programming, um, it's still on its, you know, on its face and, and even on its website clearly stated, it's, you know, anti LGBTQ. Um, so we were there up until, you know, COVID, um, but we were going less and less, um, you know, again, I was, I, I was having a bit of a deconstruction even then from religion as a whole. And then when COVID happened, that was the moment I think for her that she felt confident enough to be like, okay, Hey, can we have a conversation? Um, and so she just kind of detailed, like just the experience of going through all of this. Um, and there's a, you know, personal story that I could share, but it, something happened when she was about 11 in middle school and she presented it to me in one way because she was fearful. If she told me the truth that I would have this judgmental, you know, perspective that she's kind of learned from the church. Like mom goes to church every Sunday. I'm sure she agrees with everything they're saying. She shouldn't think she, you know, shouldn't see me as a safe space until, you know, we were home all the time. And I think I started getting more on social media, started getting a little more involved in in active in like politics and conversations around politics. And she was watching people like, I don't know how familiar you are with like YouTubers, but Hassan, you know, um, Hassan Anabi and um, uh, Destiny and Vosh and, um, young Turks and all of these people that she was really like learning from and enjoying. And then she was also dating a huge Bernie fan um, at the time. And so the combination of having conversations with him and kind of educating herself online, she started to say like, I think I'm ready to talk to my mom about this. And, you know, and I was, I was a safe space. I was completely like, okay, like that's, you know, like I kind of like made it like, is this supposed to be a big deal? You know, right. and she's like, you know, and she was shocked that I was, you know, so understanding, but it, it, it didn't, you know, and, and the reality is even when we were in church, I would have had the same response. But again, she was of the mindset, like she's taking me to this place and this place is telling me something. And clearly if she's taking me here, she must believe that something. So that's kind of where we were for years. And yeah, it was tough. It was tough on her. And I hate that she felt like she couldn't come to me. And, but that's understandable if that's what they're preaching at you. So now, how many years ago was that that you left the church that you realized that they were not the people um, you needed so to I be I left with? the Baptist church in 2014. Um, and then, of course, COVID. Like, I was, I was distancing myself from the other church. Again, I was just struggling with the whole organized religion. I, I still consider myself a Christian. I still mm-hmm. kind of have this mindset there must, you know, I want to think there's a higher power. I don't think my, my belief in that needs to affect anybody else's life, but I want to have that belief. I think it's something me just kind of holding on to something I've, even without organized religion as a kid, and, you know, I wrote this in the blog too, but like my grandma had this thing. She's like, we believe in God. We, um, you know, we pray when, th- when shit goes south and people in the church are hypocrites. And that's right. what I always thought growing up because that's the way, she, you know, we didn't go to church. Um, so I, but I still believe. And so that's kind of, I feel like I'm kind of, again, that's why I said, I feel like I'm the person I was before I kind of got indoctrinated into this life. Um, and just kind of learning more as I go and, is kind of what I think. And when did you decide to run for office? Because that had to be a huge leap of faith. Very, very huge. Um, I, you know, I started on TikTok kind of, um, being political with a side of like exposing conspiracy theory and a lot of extremism. I was, um, I mean, I don't even know if Howie knows this, but when I first got on TikTok with a more political perspective, it was because I had been trolling Telegram and Parler for about six months leading up to the election, leading up to the insurrection. 
Um, and I like I had screenshots of them, you know, we'll bring the rope. And then, of course, they hung, a, you know, the, 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 um, the gallows. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm seeing all these conversations and I'm like online. I mean, the day before the insurrection, I told my husband and my coworker, I said something bad is going to happen tomorrow. They both looked at me like I was insane. Like, this is the capital of the United States. What are you talking about? And I'm like, I assure you, based on what I'm seeing in these chat rooms, something real bad is going to happen at this rally. And, and, and they kind of laughed at me. And then as they watched it unfold, like, holy shit, she wasn't, she wasn't wrong. Um, but, you know, I, I started coming in kind of talking about a lot of extremists, a lot of insane conspiracies. I mean, I was following this guy named Siam Parks in the UK. So I, I got a big following from kind of, you know, sharing tinfoil stuff, like literal tinfoil conversations, basically. And then I started getting into more policy uh, more advocacy, talking more about reproductive rights, sharing my own abortion story, um, you know, building community with indigenous um, people on the internet, building communities with black women and black people on the internet, like really getting exposed to these communities I never had access to. I mean, that was like the amazing thing about TikTok. I had exposure to communities and had insight in these people's experiences for the first time really in my life. I mean, I was very, you know, I grew up in a pretty diverse community, Newport News, you know, Bad News, Virginia, and I was growing up in diverse community, but I wasn't getting exposed. We were kind of putting these little clicks growing up, you know? Um, so it was amazing to like understand. And that continued to push me more and more, I think, to the left is like really seeing, you know, the need for equity in education, seeing the lack of, um, you know, equity throughout our community, seeing how people are literally treated differently and, and then trying to act like it's not really happening still. Um, learning about my own Virginia education and the fact that private education was literally born out of, you know, integration. It was a response to integration and, and Prince, I believe Prince George County closed their doors for five years to just simply not allow black people and inevitably poor white people to not have access to education. So like, it's just, it's just amazing. I think what I've been able to learn and garner from something as silly as getting on TikTok during COVID. There you go. And at least you came out on the right side. Too many people got sucked in uh, into these rabbit holes on social media during the pandemic and the algorithms take them to dark places. And and that's how so many people got sucked into QAnon. Yeah, I I talk about that all the time. I'm like echo chambers and I like seek out right wing lives. I mean, I don't I try not to do it as often because it can be incredibly bad for your mental health. (laughs) Um, But I used to like seek out lives on TikTok because people have live conversations with multiple guests and I'd look for right wing ones and I would get in them and I'd be like, I'm here because I feel like you're not getting exposure to anything else outside your echo chamber. And I'm here to give you a little insight on maybe something you didn't hear or understand or have seen before. And that's the problem. These these social medias are built to suck you in and then keep you there. Yeah. And then make you believe that you're the majority. I mean that's that's where you see these mentalities from a lot of, you know, MAGA Republicans and alt writers is They've been tricked through literal social media algorithms to believe that they are the majority, that that they are how most people view the world. And the reality is they're not. Right. Uh, You know, and I'm glad you're doing this because I think enough of us don't. And, you know, for example, the Dominion filing against Fox, we now have proof that Fox makes shit up, you know, that 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 they're a total propaganda network. But the people who watch Fox tend to watch it exclusively and they're not hearing this. So they need to hear it from somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and in regards to how I ran. So I people were pushing like you, you should run. You know, you, you, you have good insights. And, 
And so on a whim, um, in 20, what year was it? Oh my gosh. I came with it. So last year was 20. So in 2021 in November, I like on a whim filled out the paperwork for the federal con- for Congress, actually for my, my district district one. And, um, and then I kind of talked to my husband and I was like t- talking to other people. I'm like, maybe this isn't a good idea. So I kind of like, I tabled it. I didn't say anything. I didn't make it public. And then all of a sudden I get a uh, letter in the mail and an email follow-up saying, Hey, heads up, you're on the ballot, but you need to do X, Y, Z to confirm it. And I'm like, wait, what? And they're like, that paperwork you submitted, like kind of put you on the ballot. We approved it. Like, so if you want to be it, you need to get a thousand signatures. You need to do all this. So, um, long short of it, I was like, okay, let's, let's maybe, maybe try this. I talked to my husband, he seemed on board and, um, it was kind of short lived. I kind of made an announcement. Um, and then I started kind of really thinking like Congress is Congress where I want to be right now. Um, I was right off the bat because I have a large following. I had, I had death threats within a week of even making the announcement, um, one local and one not so local. Um, and yeah, so I was kind of like, I think it was all like a, a whirlwind and I was like, okay, I need to take a pause. This was this, maybe this wasn't right. Um, and so I kind of told everybody, I said, I don't think federal is right for me. I said, I'm going from zero to a hundred. Um, I'm getting, you know, I'm, I'm not feeling comfortable for my family and, you know, just kind of the way that things are going. I said, I think I'm going to start more local or state and we'll see how it plays out. So fast forward to August, I'm like, I'm definitely going to run locally. I'm going to, I'm looking to run for the state delegate. There's, you know, I can, I think I can go against, you know, Amanda Batten in my district. And then as he mentioned earlier, Fergie, Dr. Fergie, um, called me out of nowhere, not knowing like that I was even planning to run. And he's like, Hey, I saw that you had some interest in Congress earlier in the year. What are your thoughts on running for, you know, uh, district 71, the new district 71. I was like, Oh, I'm planning to. And he's like, Oh, let me help you do everything. You know, so he wow. was like, let's, let's go. So that, so by November, September 1st, I was registered. I had my act blue set up and you know, here I am fast forward, you know, in the thick of it. Great. And I just put your, your website up there, Jessica Anderson for VA.com F O R spelled out. Uh, I'll put it on the blog where I post the show as well. And of course, okay. You're a Blue America endorsee, so Howie has you on the Blue America page. And Howie, you she's one of the active campaigns you're fundraising for, yes? That's right. We're trying to. Uh, at this point, though, it's probably easier to just go to um, Jessica's uh, own website and to uh, donate to her there. Cool. Okay, so Jessica... Anderson for VA.com. And again, I'll be posted there. This election is this is in November, but November 2023, not 2024. So that's a challenge too. Primary and and in in Jessica's district, that primary is very, very important. And Jessica is running against uh, a guy who kills beagles. A guy who kills beagles? Yeah. Wait, what? No, I don't have a primary. I don't have a primary. You don't have a primary. I don't have a primary. I thought you were running against Dave Moore. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm mixing you up with Heidi. Ah. <laughs> no. That's okay. Sorry I was like, I don't that. have a primary. I don't want one. Cool. I, I like, Good. I like no, we, <laughs> we're, we just, we're just looking towards November, right? Yes. yes. I am looking towards November 7th right now. Yes. Awesome. Well, I'm so glad you're in the race, and I hope people will get out and support you. What part of Virginia are you in? Where, where, geographically, so, where are you? So it's like um, Hampton Roads area, so southeastern Virginia, Williamsburg, James City, New Kent is the actual district location. Okay. 
Um, yeah. Well, great. And and so you're active on TikTok. What what other um, uh, outlets or is it mostly TikTok? Um, um, I mean, I, I pretty much transpose everything I put on TikTok everywhere else, but I have a Twitter, I have a TikTok, I have an Instagram, I have a LinkedIn, I have a Facebook, and all of them are available in my um, website at the very bottom. You All my links are there that you can just click and find all of my different socials. Great. So so basically you do the thing on TikTok and then you send it out to the other places yeah. as well. But that's the features what- can't be beat there. <laughs> like they're just, they're really, it, it's really an amazing I know it's a Chinese spy app or whatever they call it, but it's it, it has a lot of great features and it's very user friendly. So yeah, Howie, have you gotten into TikTok? I mean, we're older, so I'm and Howie's older than me, so I I haven't done really done the TikTok thing. No, but when, whenever Jessica puts something up on TikTok, I always ask her if she can put it up on YouTube for me. <laughs> there you go. Um, I do have a YouTube, too. I'm trying to be better about posting there, uh, yeah. but I do have a YouTube as well. Good. Okay. I'm glad to hear it. Well, we're going to keep an eye out for you. Uh, feel free to, when anything's going on that you want to get the word out about, feel free to let me know and you know come back on the show or we'll tell people because um, we need people like you running for office and not just running, but winning. So that's the goal here, to win, to get you in office. And it looks like, despite the governor there, Virginia seems to be trending in the right direction or the left direction. I think it is. Yeah. I think it is. I think it is. I think it is. Because he's definitely I'm working on a a post right now for tomorrow, I think, or whenever. Uh, And and what I'm doing is I'm correlating uh, education level and Trump, uh, Trump support. And, <laughs> and I, you might not know this, but Virginia is the fourth most highly educated state in the country and has very much trended away from Trump. So, you know, the point is, is that those two things are going very much together. Good. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, and I think the world is, uh, the country is trending away from Trump. So that's a good thing. However, the bad thing about it is somehow people think that Ron DeSantis is a suitable replacement. He is not. Take it from someone who lives in Florida who's leaving because of that fascist uh, uh, thing yeah. that's taking over this state. So we, we've got a lot of problems to deal with. We need people like you down here. <laughs> I know. You, you do. I, I, I'm, I have, yeah. Oh, God, Ron DeSantis. Jesus. <laughs> horrible. Just uh, I, horrible. I make a lot of content about Ron and Marge and, yeah. Yeah, Good. Well, keep it up. And, it, it, you know, <laughs> I, I, one of the, I could do a whole show on Ron. Every day there's something new. His newest thing is he's pushing through legislation to make it easier to sue the media saw, if you don't I like saw. what the they write about lawsuit. you. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. And then there's a county, is it Cobb County, that just is trying to ban the jab. It's literally called a ban the jab resolution that's um, – that I'm not kidding. Look it up. Um, and it's in Florida. And I, I want to say it's Cobb. I don't I think I don't, I don't Cobb County. Cobb County I, I don't know Cobb County in Florida. So, okay. Uh, look it, look it up. Yeah. Ban the jab resolution. And oh my it's, God. A, I guess some type of superintendent of the, of the County is, you know, put it to a vote and it's going to go to Ron DeSantis. Death. I don't know if they're trying to ban it in that County. It's wild. Hold on. I got to find this. <laughs> it, I'm not surprised because this is the same guy who yelled at uh, at high school kids. Yeah, uh, Lee, yeah. Count, Lee County. Lee, Lee County. County. OK. Yep. Oh, that makes sense. Lee yep. County. That's that's a real. Yeah. yeah. Hole. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, right. it passed with a majority vote in the Lee County Republican Party. And we're now heading to Governor DeSantis's desk. Yeah. Because yeah. he calls it a bioweapon, a vaccine. 
he calls a bio he's a, he's a psychotherapist with no epidemiology and no virology experience or expertise whatsoever and he is writing and pushing this bill it's wild to me psycho it's wild is, to the, me. is the key <laughs> part of that phrase there i uh, just i just saw that and was like oh my gosh unbelievable well it, it's florida so it's totally believable that's all yeah. Wow. Uh, Jessica, it's great to meet you. Thank you for oh, running. Well, I, I wanted to ask you, Jessica, yeah. are you, aside from uh, doing a very aggressive uh, social media uh, presence, are you also knocking on doors? So I actually um, am planning to knock on doors probably in the next two weeks. We just cut turf actually today um, on our vans, our vote building, you know, program that basically has all my voters in it. So we've cut turf and made maps. Um, I am going to order my um what they call my push cards. So once I have those push cards in hands, we're going to be knocking on doors. I've got some William and Mary campus students that are going to be helping me. Um, I actually had some students from Georgetown reach out to me and offer to come up one weekend in March to also help me canvas. So I'm going to be taking advantage of anyone that wants to do that. Um, but yeah, I, I will be knocking on doors here over the next few weeks. Right. Well, keep us posted. Yeah. Howie, anything else? No. no. All right. I know we're over. We are, we are over. We're in overtime now. We do that from time to time. Right? You know, sometimes I just can't go by the clock. We have more things to talk about. Damn the clock. Yes. And, and the people, so we, you know, we lost the Progressive Voices Network, but they can always come and get the live stream or, or um, listen to the podcast because there's no paywall. Uh, Jessica Anderson for VA.com. You can find her on the Twitters at Jessica Anderson number four VA um, and all the other places that are, you can get to from the website. Jessica, thank you. It was great to meet you. I really appreciate you joining yes. us today. Thank you. Thank you, Howie, for you know inviting me. Thank you for having me, Nicole. It was great. You're welcome. And Howie, <laughs> happy birthday. Oh, thank happy you. birthday. And it, it, it was already. It was right. It was it was last week, but yeah, you know, hadn't seen you since. So, all right, I'll let you guys go. Thank you, and have a wonderful week. And uh, Howie, I'll talk to you next Thursday. All right, bye bye, Nicole. Bye bye, Jessica. Bye, Jessica. Uh, Bye. Bye. And there you go. Um, See, I love when Howie brings on candidates because we get to meet people like Jessica Anderson. She is exactly what we need. We need more of her. Um, Clone anybody? All right. Uh, okay. With that, we're done. Uh, it is a Friday Eve. So tomorrow, uh, Friday, we're actually going to speak with um, uh, a couple of um, people from Project Censored because, you know, there are a lot of stories you don't hear about. For example, the Nazi story that, you know, is not getting lots of news coverage and people need to know that these creatures are out there doing this shit. And I got to say, um, Kinky, is it Kinky Streets? Hold on, I got to bring up the chat room again. Kinky in our chat room decided to call the Orange County Sheriff's Office to complain about the fact that we saw two sheriff's vehicles pass by those creatures who were harassing the Jews uh, and did nothing. And... um I, I, I want to find his comment here because he said, um, uh, basically, when he finally got through to them, when they finally answered the phone after 30 minutes, he said, they asked, what am I calling about? I said, the Chabad, AGL Nazis thing, told them I don't feel safe going there. What's up? They just laughed. 
is his response. I said, they laughed? I'm going to see if he responded to me because I miss a lot of the chat because I'm live on radio. I multitask. Um, but they laughed? That's that, uh, that blows my mind. It doesn't surprise me, but it pisses me off and it freaks me out. All right. Um, Nicholas Miller asked where I'm moving to. Arizona. Arizona, which has its own problems, but in the 2022 elections, they elected for all the statewide offices, the Democrats, as opposed to Florida, who elected the fascists. So Arizona, here we come. All right. Uh, Tomorrow, Project Censored, plus it's the one-year anniversary of uh, Putin's invasion of Ukraine, and I'll share with you the latest from our friend Tanya, um, because we we still talk. I did invite her to come on. She actually said she'd prefer not to. She's going through some emotional shit over there. Uh, but I'll give you an update. She's doing well. And there, she's still in Kiev with her husband. They run, they own the um, Friends Forever Hostel. I don't think they're doing much business now. But trying to continue with their lives which cannot be easy when there are bombs raining down on you all the time. So, all right, until tomorrow, we'll wrap up this week and stick a fork in it, and then we'll have a weekend, right? Okay. Um, So I'll leave you with the news, and I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good night. It's time for Nicole Sandler's What's News from NicoleSandler.com and the Progressive Voices Network. President Biden is back in D.C. this morning after he met with allies in Poland on Wednesday and promised that the United States would, quote, defend literally every inch of NATO if Russia attacked any of its members. Meanwhile, China's top diplomat, Wang Yi, met with Russian President Vladimir Putin ahead of Friday's anniversary of Moscow's invasion of Ukraine. Wang touted his country's strong relationship with Moscow, saying the allies would, quote, not be empowered by other nations. China has maintained neutrality in the Ukraine war while providing Russia with diplomatic support. Well, the National Transportation Safety Board is expected to release its preliminary report on the derailment in East Palestine, Ohio, today, almost three weeks after the toxic train wreck there. The report comes amid mounting questions about how Norfolk Southern, the train's operator, has handled the incident and the mechanical failures that led to it. Residents voiced their frustrations during a town hall Wednesday night on CNN when they spoke to both Ohio Governor Mike DeWine and Norfolk Southern CEO Alan Shaw. They demanded answers about the derailment and the cleanup. Still, residents remain concerned about the impacts of chemicals lingering in the land, air and groundwater. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg visiting the site of the derailment today. For some reason, Donald Trump showed up there yesterday and turned it into a circus because, well, that's what he does. Speaking of the former guy, his daughter Ivanka Trump and her husband Jared Kushner have been subpoenaed by the special counsel Jack Smith as part of his investigation into the January 6th attack on the Capitol. 
Both of them were senior White House advisors during that administration. On January 6th, Ivanka Trump was in the Oval Office when her father called the former Vice President Mike Pence and urged him to block or delay the congressional certification of the Electoral College results. She also went with him to the so-called Stop the Steal rally that occurred shortly before the insurrectionists stormed the Capitol. We learned about the subpoena two weeks after it was revealed that Smith also subpoenaed Mike Pence to testify before the grand jury. The former vice president plans to fight the subpoena. No word yet on how Javanka will deal with it. Supreme Court on Wednesday heard oral arguments for a second day in a row in challenges to Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act, which shields social media companies from liability over users' posts. Tuesday's case involved Google, But on Wednesday, it was all about Twitter. The justices asked questions about whether the social media platform could be sued for aiding terrorists involved in a 2017 attack simply because the militants had access to Twitter for propaganda and recruitment. A lower court had let the case proceed, finding that Twitter hadn't done enough to block ISIS. And now we wait for the decision. Another day, another shooting spree, this one in Florida, where police are searching for a motive for the killing of three people, including a journalist who was covering one of the shootings. One of the victims was a nine-year-old girl who was fatally shot nearby before the gunman was arrested. The gunman, a 19-year-old, was taken into custody Wednesday afternoon after a spate of violence that lasted several hours in a neighborhood just west of Orlando. The journalist was a reporter for Spectrum News 13, a CNN affiliate. He was on the scene near a spot where a woman in her 20s had been fatally shot earlier in the day. Witnesses say that the killer opened fire on the news vehicle, killing the reporter and injuring a TV crew member. The killer then walked to a nearby home where he shot the girl and her mother. The crew member and the girl's mother were taken to a local hospital where they were in critical condition. When will this end? Enough already. And speaking of enough already, more than 850,000 power outages have been reported in winter storms across the country today with more snow and blizzard conditions still in the forecast. The wintry weather has already closed roads and hampered air travel across the Midwest with more than 40 inches of snow dumped in Wyoming and 32 inches in Montana over the past few days. More than 60 million people are currently under winter weather alerts from the west into the northern plains, the Great Lakes region, and New York and New England. Out west, it gets even weirder, as some parts of Southern California will be under blizzard warnings beginning Friday, the first blizzard alert of its kind since 1989. Meanwhile, in the southeast, we've got unseasonably high temperatures with dozens of record highs expected today from Florida to as far north as Ohio. But nah, there's no climate change. Nah. And one final story of interest from music fans everywhere. Paul McCartney has reportedly recorded a song with the Rolling Stones for their new album. Now, you may know that they were considered to be arch rivals. So, if you're a fan of the Beatles or the Stones or both, we got something to look forward to. And that's just a bit of what's news for now. 
I'm Nicole Sandler. If you appreciate these reports and the Nicole Sandler Show, I hope you'll consider making a contribution. My work is listener-supported, and I can't do it without your help. Find out more at NicoleSandler.com, and please click on one of those donate buttons.